As with how God acts in much of the Bible, the gospel passage this morning involves both physical and spiritual geography. And we have to see both to understand the message of this passage. In other words, there is where God acts, the wilderness, and who God acts through, John the baptizer. The wilderness is a common place of encounter with God in the Bible and in reality for many of us. Here, the wilderness is, a, is central not only to show John as the fulfillment of the passage from Isaiah that Luke quotes, but also for the contrast with the list of political and religious leaders at the beginning of the passage. As an aside, I, I often refer to this as the GI gospel because all the names of places and people sound like gastrointestinal complications. <laughs> oh, got the worst trachonitis. But the point is to make this contrast. And the situation at the time is that Rome is ruling over Israel, over the people, and over Jerusalem. And the head priests of the temple are appointed by Rome. So there is a sense of corruption among the religious leaders and also a sense of oppression under Rome. And these concerns about uh, the integrity of temple leadership, we even hear them in the reading from Malachi, so obviously it was an ongoing issue. So that is the context in which the word of God comes to John. God does not act in the centers of power and privilege. God does not act in Jerusalem, but in the wilderness where the political and religious leaders have no influence. If all flesh, meaning all creation, will see the salvation of God, as the passage says, then it will start in a place that is free from corruption and oppression, a place that is untamed by humans. That's what wilderness is. John is presented as both the last of the Old Testament prophets and the first prophet of the New Covenant. John was basically St. Francis before St. Francis. He resigned his claim to the priesthood and lived as an ascetic in the wilderness. And this is where we come to the spiritual geography of John. The word of God came to John because he was ready to receive it in a way that the religious leaders in Jerusalem were not. This is because John possessed wildness. Thoreau said, in wildness is the preservation of the world. He's often misquoted as wilderness 
But what Thoreau says is, in wildness is the preservation of the world. The best definition that I've heard is, wildness is the capacity for self-renewal. By the way, that's essentially what repentance is. As one writer said, to be wild is to be free unbought and unbossed by the structures of power. John impels us to embrace wildness as a form of human freedom invested in the flourishing of the other. This brings us to our own spiritual geography. Is it wild? Or is it too domesticated, programmed, and scheduled to receive a divine intrusion? We were just in Utah visiting my family over Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, there was not enough snow to make skiing worth it. But it reminded me that back when I was skiing a lot, I loved skiing beyond the yellow rope that defined the boundary of the ski area. It wasn't patrolled. It had higher risk, as most good adventures in the wilderness do, but also greater freedom and greater reward. Now, I don't live in the wilderness. I live here like you do. But it makes me wonder how in my life I do or can go beyond the yellow rope. How I cultivate wildness in my life. And not only in a way that is self-fulfilling, but that helps bring freedom to others as well. My new favorite quote about Advent is this. Advent endorses a tolerance for waiting, but not at the expense of adventure. Isn't that awesome? Advent endorses a tolerance for waiting, but not at the expense of adventure. That adventure is to live into the words of Angelus Celestius, who said, If in your heart you make a manger for his birth, then Christ will once again become a child on earth. In other words, prepare the way of the Lord. We do this through repentance, which means a turning of your heart. Sinning means to miss the mark. So repenting is turning around and trying again. It is self-renewing, wildness, with God's help. Repentance is about changing where I am too domesticated, too complacent, too much, like all the people listed at the beginning of the gospel passage, fighting for power and privilege and not enough like John the baptizer. 
In the Orthodox tradition, he is called John the Forerunner. And in iconography, he is always depicted as pointing towards Jesus. In the spirit of the Forerunner, I wore my, uh, my Jesus socks today. I don't know if you can see those. My, my Jesus socks. Looks a little bit by South Park Jesus, but um, it's Jesus. And I wear them every time we have this story or a story about John the Baptist in Advent as our gospel passage. And they are to remind me that the road is made by walking. Each one of us must prepare the way of the Lord and make a manger in our hearts. To do this is truly an adventure. So I invite you to join me. Put on your Jesus socks and let's take a walk on the wild side of life.